I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 675 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What's going on, everyone? Happy Fade the Public Friday. It is Friday. The weekend is right in front of us, guys. We have a lot to get to. Another big college football weekend. We have some sweats for tonight I can't wait to share with you. Three games that caught my eye in the college football slate. Uh, So we got a couple dogs. I got a favorite here. I have a play in the Major League Baseball playoffs. I don't know if anyone jumped on that. Uh, Morning bets pod under. What was it? Six and a half we mentioned. I think it closed at five and a half with Tampa Bay and with Cleveland. Uh, But I'm excited because today's we got, guys, today's a great day. We have uh, college football four games. We have MLB four playoff games. And then we have the return of the NHL, baby. So I have, um, I'm going to give you kind of my breakdown of how I'm going to approach NHL. I'm going to tread lightly, Walter White style a little bit to start the year. But what I'm going to share with you today some win totals and why by uh, win totals what I mean are points total so we're going to talk our way through and I'm going to acclimate you guys to some hockey betting you know it's a little bit different here but basically you know you get two points for a win you know one point for an overtime loss so instead of betting over under wins you bet over under points but I'm going to give you a breakdown of, of an edge that I found 
comparing one batch of data to what the odds makers are offering. And I have some huge discrepancy plays to share with you. So I have five point totals, uh, that point total bets that we can sweat for the, the entire season. It's always fun when, you know, you put it in a, uh, you know, a Seattle Mariners over 83 and a half, 85 and a half. It's something to root for all season long. And then maybe you get lucky like the Toronto Blue Jays cashing over 91 and a half last day of the season, or, you know, hopefully not. But sometimes you uh, get a tough beat there with the Rockies coming out, you know, one win short there. But either way, uh, we have NHL five point total bets to talk about three college football games to sweat tonight, one Major League Baseball game to sweat tonight, and then we're going to finish up uh, by unveiling our final card going into the weekend. I have four uh, NFL bets to share with you and five college football bets to share with you. So I'm excited. It is a big day today. And you know why it's a big day? Because everyone, this is unbelievable. So number one, how about the under in that game last night between the Broncos uh, and between, obviously, the Colts here. Now, number one, that game set back the NFL about 100 years. It was almost comical how terrible that game was. You even had, you know, Broncos fans leaving the stadium early. You had Richard Sherman going nuts saying, why are you going for it on fourth down? Did you learn nothing from the Marshawn Lynch Super Bowl uh, against my Patriots? But uh, either way, guys, huge win last night with the under. And you know what I'm proud of? I'm proud that, you know, it was a slow day and there's only one game. And we just made one bet and we cashed. And I think that's important to have the discipline to say, hey, I wish there were more games to sweat. But you know what you really wish? You wish you have a winning night. And that's what we had last night. So we got our primetime under 1-0 plus 0.91 units yesterday. Uh, primetime unders are now 10-4. and They're now 96-66, and 56, 59% since 2019. Unders overall this season, now 39-26, and 26, 60%. Unders that fall at least a half point, an indication of some respected money hitting the under, now 24-15, and 15, 62%. So it was great to see us cash that under. And, you know, the best part about it, guys, was it was sweatless. There was no sweat at all. So it's very, very rare. I want everyone to realize how rare that is when you go into a game and from the very beginning to the very end, you do not sweat at all. There was no precipitation coming from, you know, my forehead and my eyebrows. Nope, there was nothing. You'll love to see it, guys. But, again, every now and, now and again, you'll be uh, kind of what you call a rocking chair play or a cigar bet where you kind of sit back and, you know, just enjoy it. You don't have to sweat at all. But don't get cocky, don't get arrogant, because that is extremely rare. You only get a few of these, you know, per season. You know, typically, why do they call it the sweat? Because it's a it's a sweat. You know, there's ups, there's downs. You're covering, you're not covering. The other team is driving. You have to, you know, convert a big fourth down. Uh, it's very rare that from start to finish, you have a just cigar bet rocking chair winner like that. So embrace it, cherish it. That is the exception. That is not the rule. Uh, but it was nice to see us identify uh, identify an edge there to the under. And then also I'm glad we laid off the spread. Uh, I would say, you know, one thing to keep an eye out for was that three and a half did fall to three at some shops toward the Colts. But I think we did a good job of saying, Hey, we have an edge on the under, you know, it opened, what was it? 40, I think it was like 43 down to 42. Some books closed that, you know, 41 and a half. We had all of our under edges, you know, both teams were good to the under. Uh, and we said, Hey, that's our edge. Now, am I kicking myself for not taking the Colts? Absolutely not. Imagine if you had the Colts in that game and you were sweating that thing. You know, the other side, imagine if you were, uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, by the way, who's terrible once again. He's, he's going to be the first head coach fired, mark my words. I wonder what the updated odds are on that. But imagine if you're laying the three with Denver. To me, you know, I would have lost five years on my life even if I did cash the, the, uh, the Colts three and a half. And if I took the minus three with Denver, I couldn't even, like, look myself in the mirror this morning. So I think that was a perfect example of, hey, we have an edge on the total to the under, but it really wasn't clear with the with the spread. Again, you had dog systems, you had a late move to uh, the Colts, but also you had that Thursday night, you know, home field advantage as well as uh, you know some altitude advantage and some line movement toward the Broncos. So I'm happy that we just said, hey, I, I don't want to touch that spread. 
Uh, imagine if you had the under and you, and you again took one of those two and then the whole time instead of having a rocking chair amazing beautiful under with no sweat you have to simultaneously be sweating that spread the whole time so again if you took the Broncos you know uh you know a tough one there obviously if you took the Colts you know good hit there but either way I'm proud that there was just one game and we capped it perfectly took the under uh and didn't have to sweat that thing at all so there we go another big NFL bet in prime time uh, I wanted to mention one more thing Massachusetts sports betting I had a lot of people uh DM me and, and tweet me and say hey what's going on here with mass betting um <coughs> excuse me well I have an update uh, we did have a gaming commission meeting yesterday, and it was kind of disappointing. It was pretty much a stalemate. They really didn't come to any resolution whatsoever. Uh, and then I found out today that they called an emergency meeting for the gaming commission in Mass. So hopefully today, with that emergency meeting, I think it's going on this afternoon. Maybe we get some good news here. I saw Twitter uh, absolutely just you know kind of like uh, you know what's Massachusetts doing? They're terrible. They're idiots. Our lawmakers are terrible. Like. I get that, guys, but that didn't bother me at all. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at the beginning of next year. So I've waited five years. I mean, I waited my, you know, since I started betting sports in math for mass to legalize, but PASPA, the federal ban on sports betting, Supreme Court decision was overturned, opened the floodgates to legalize betting in 2018. I waited five years to legalize. It's happening. I don't really get why people are so mad at the uh, commission not coming to a resolution yesterday. You know it's going to happen either in early January for retail or by the Super Bowl for uh, online mobile betting. So really that doesn't bother me at all. And, and again, if you waited five years, what's another month or two? You know, it's happening. It's not It's not, not going to happen. That's a double negative there. My English major professor, uh, professor would not have enjoyed that double negative. But, again, it doesn't bother me. It's going to happen in the next couple months. So, uh, again, we don't have an exact date, but what you are hearing is, you know, you walk into the Encore uh, to a retail sports book, you're probably going to be able to place a bet early January. And, again, by the Super Bowl, all the apps will be available as well. So, again, I'm not really – I didn't really get the, the hate there. I saw everyone in mass who I follow and talk to, like, these lawmakers are terrible. It's like, I get it. They're going slow, but this is what happens. It typically takes – a while here to get this thing up and running. So that's no sweat for me, no biggie as expected. And it's only a couple months away. I mean, January is not, I feel like, you know, it's actually a really good day in Boston today. It's like 75 degrees. It's one of those, like, you know, you think summer's over and then summer, uh, you know, just shines the light upon your face. You're like, oh, it's a nice day. Uh, but really, winter is right around the corner. So we're going to be legal here pretty soon. But either way, it is coming. Don't stress out. It's on the way. Uh, but with that being said, guys, a lot to get to today. As I mentioned, three college football bets for tonight. I have a MLB playoff bet uh, for uh, for tonight as well. I am sweating that under uh, in the uh, in the Guardians game, so let's see if we can uh, get that one down. If we can get it, I got the under six and a half early. It closed five and a half, and then of course NHL playoff or sorry NHL point totals. Uh, thank you NHL coming back. I have uh, five of those to share with you, and then again we'll unveil our card for the NFL and college football going into this weekend. But real quick, guys, if you haven't done it yet, sign up for the Veasan newsletter. It's now called the Veasan Daily. You'll get a link to the Morning Bets Pod every morning. Uh, you'll also get uh, just kind of you know topics to get you started. Biggest thing going on in betting today. So obviously it's between uh, Major League Baseball. The playoffs starting here. You have Adam Burke with a great breakdown in today's newsletter uh, with leans on games. You also have. Uh, a lot of great information here for the Circa Friday Football Invitational, uh, hosted by Maddie Humans, which is great. They highlight a new sharp better every day. Randy McKay, who I've actually bet, uh, I've actually met at Circa, really good guy. There's a profile on Randy today, which is pretty cool. You'll get my Market Insights article, my sharp report for the college games for tonight, as well as uh, Chris Andrews inside the betting action for College Football Week Six. I love that article. Chris does a great job, takes you behind the book there. Uh, so a lot of great information, promos for legal sports books. Sign up for free and wake up every day to sports betting info and what's going on at Veasan. Veasan.com/newsletter. Then if you're looking to take that next step. 
in your sports betting journey, sign up for a VEASAN all-access membership. Become a pro member. Get all the articles beyond the paywall. It's going to cost you the equivalent of less than 70 cents a day. And again, we got NHL kicking off. Basketball is right around the corner. There's a lot going on. And we're going to cover you for all of these sports from all of our experts and all the data and information. So sign up, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get all the pro tools, the pro picks, the best bets, live stream of all the VEASAN shows, all of our articles. It's a great, great membership here uh, with a lot of good content and a lot of good edges that you can take advantage of. So that's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Then lastly, get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting combo never ends. Twitter's where, uh, you know, the Twitter almost broke last night, how terrible that game was, but I actually tweeted out a gif from when uh, Carmelo and Furio, one of my favorite Sopranos episodes, when uh, the, the tension, the the the, um, the, uh, the love tension between the two is palpable and they're dancing. That's how I felt last night when I see Twitter going nuts about what a terrible game. And I'm like, how's this a terrible game? If you're on an under like me and like the pod members, you're, you're loving this thing. Keep playing all night long. I mean, that was great. Again, that's kind of the perspective of what ticket you're holding, your view of the game, I guess. Uh, but anyway, get on Twitter. Follow at Live the mothership. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email at josh at VEASAN.com. Questions, comments, suggestions, anything I can do to help you along your sports betting journey, you let me know. I'd be happy to uh, in the best way possible. But anyway, guys, a lot to get to. It's, it's a big Friday. I'm excited. I'm jazzed up, and I love that under last night. So let's see if we can keep it rolling. So I want to start with college football. So there's a big college football slate tonight. Uh, we have four games overall, and I have bets on three of these. So I'm excited to share them with you right now. So first one on the board, guys, let's do it on the topic of Sopranos. Let's do it for Tony Soprano. Let's go Rutgers, baby. I'm on Rutgers plus three. Rutgers is at home against Nebraska. Seven o'clock game. A uh, couple reasons why I like Rutgers. Number one, line freeze. Uh, if you look at the public, they're all over Nebraska in this one. Uh, Nebraska is getting about 65% of bets. However, Nebraska open three has stayed three. Really has not moved off of that three. Obviously, key number of three is so important. Does this get up to three and a half? Does it get down to two and a half? It hasn't moved at all. So if public's all over the Cornhuskers, then shouldn't this line be up to three and a half or four? It isn't going up. It's staying exactly where it's at. That tells me that there's some liability here on Rutgers at home getting the points. So I took the plus three. Pretty good bet split here. Rutgers only getting uh, 35% of bets, but 56% of the money. Really good low bets, higher dollar bet split, telling us the Rutgers uh, you know, uh, betting splits are contrarian, but also have some good sharp money. It's also kind of a buy low, sell high spot. You have Rutgers who started 3-0 and and they've lost their last two. Meanwhile, the Cornhuskers, uh, they were actually coming off a win here against Indiana. They won 35-21, and they covered as a 6.5-point uh, favorite in that one. Uh, the other thing I like about Rutgers, you know, conference dog. Uh, again, in these conference games, rivalry games, kind of like the NFL divisional dogs or MLB divisional dogs, tend to bark a little bit louder here based on that rivalry or familiarity aspect. And then also, standalone contrarian game. You know, there's only, again, 35% Rutgers in a game that's going to be really heavily bet. So just from a contrarian angle, and then you add in the line freeze, you know, I'd love to see this get down to two and a half uh, prior, to, prior to kickoff here. But either way, I'm on the plus three Rutgers. Also, I'm going to bank on Rutgers defense here. They're actually ranked 18th in the country in total defense. They're only giving up 282 yards a game versus 469 that Nebraska allows. So hopefully that Rutgers defense keeps them in this thing. Um, we did see some under money. That was 51 and a half down to 50 and a half. But I'm holding Rutgers plus three. Uh, let's do it for the Sopranos crew and do it for RIP uh, Tony Soprano. Although, did he not die? Did he die? I'm gonna, I believe that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to not stop believing. I think he survived uh, the man in the members-only jacket. But anyway, next up for me, another dog. But I think you want to shop around, try to get the key number of three here. Houston at Memphis. This is your 730 game. Uh, notable to me here that you have Memphis opening minus three, and yet they're down to two and a half. Why is that important? 
because 70% of bets are on Memphis. The public is all over the Tigers here, yet they open three. They're down to two and a half. Why is this line dipping toward Houston if Memphis is the big public play? Shouldn't Memphis open three and get up to three and a half or four? No, it's going the other way. So while we have a line freeze on Rutgers, this is a legit reverse line move on Houston here. The betting line moving in the opposite direction of the betting percentages. Think of it this way. Public loves Memphis anyway. 70% bets. Uh, why? They're 4-1. and one. Uh, They've won four straight. Meanwhile, Houston 2-3. and three, And they just lost straight up as a five-point favorite against Tulane. So anyone who bet them in that game is mad at them. And again, anyone who bet against them is happy and going to continue to do so. But it's a buy low, sell high. And again, if everyone's on Memphis minus three to begin with, you know, the public puts in this bet this morning, they come home from work and they're like, oh, two and a half. Let me double down on Memphis. Now, again, anything could happen. Memphis could cover. I hope they don't because I'm on Houston here. Uh, but that is a fishy line move. That tells me that uh, there's some respect and money here on Houston. Uh, but right now, the one key is, you know, it's two and a half. Uh, so if I can't get the three, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for the three. You know, do we get uh, it's a 730 game? I think it's on it's either on ESPN two or CBS Sports Network. I forgot. I think the Rutgers game is on FS1. But anyway, if you get a lot of Memphis love late, do we see this two and a half creep up back to three? I'm going to try to hold out and see if I can wait and get the three. Uh, if not, I will take Houston plus two and a half. But you're giving me a you know super contrarian bet, buy low, sell high, public hammering Memphis, yet line going to Houston. Hopefully Houston uh, puts up a good fight, unlike SMU the other night who completely uh, was pathetic there. But I'm on Houston. Again, I'm going to try to get the three. If not, I will take the two and a half. Now, I don't typically bet, as you guys know, a lot of favorites. Uh, again, it's got to be a fade the trendy dog. You know, we do bet favorites here, MLB, NHL, because there's a big edge to favorites, you know, just in general. But when you come to spread sports, you know, I'm only going to bet a favorite for two reasons. One, if it's a fade the trendy dog, public all over the dog, yet line going to the favorite. Or if it's a 50-50 ticket split, and yet you still see a line move. So this is why I'm going to go San Jose State tonight, guys. I'm on San Jose State minus six and a half you may be able to find a six i see one out there that could be a stale number though but why am i going minus six and a half with san jose state because it's a fishy fishy line move the public is right down the middle unlv san jose state it's a 10 30 game tonight it's literally 50 50 if you look at our bet splits right down the middle public doesn't know where to go because you look at these two teams unlv is four and one uh and they're getting points and then also san jose state is three and one and they're coming off a big winning cover at wyoming winning 33 to 16 cover the two and a half there but basically, the public doesn't know what to do. Is it like, hey, how do I not take six and a half with a UNLV uh, UNLV team that's four and one? Then it's also like, hey, San Jose State's under a touchdown. They had a great game against uh, Wyoming. They're at home. How do I not lay the points? So here's my thought process here. You know, there are different ways to locate sharp money. Reverse line movement, steam moves, line freezes, low bets, higher dollars, bet discrepancies, but fade the trendy dog line moves as well. But the other one is when you have a 50-50 ticket split, and yet you still see a line move. So the whole point being there is if the tickets are 50-50, they're right down the middle, theoretically in a vacuum, the line shouldn't move at all because the tickets are even. You have equal tickets both sides. However, as we know, not all tickets are created equally. Uh, so maybe let's give a very basic example. There are 10 tickets on a game. Uh, you have five on both sides, but and you would think the line wouldn't move. But what if the five tickets on Team A are just 20 bucks each, the five tickets on Team B are all 100 bucks each? You're going to lean more with those uh, bigger wagers because uh, by process of elimination, they're more uh, probably more likely coming from respected betters. Now, I tweeted this the other day. It's not always that you know big money uh, is coming from a sharp better. You know, Floyd Mayweather, Drake, they can bet a million on a game and not move the number just because the books don't respect their action. But if you bet a thousand on a game and you're a wise guy and you're Billy Walters, then boom, you're going to move that number because the books respect their action. So it's not just 
the amount of the bet. It's who it's coming from, obviously. But this is notable to me because it's right down the middle, yet the line's going to San Jose State minus 5 to minus 6.5. So I'm going to bank on the San Jose defense a little bit. They're only giving up 16 points a game versus 22 for UNLV. But that's just a fishy move to me. Uh, you know, It's like, how do you not take now at this point UNLV 6.5 and teams that, that's 4-1? and one? I think there's some San Jose money here. So I'm on San Jose State at minus 6.5. So our three bets today, all at minus 110 juice. Uh, can we get two of these? Uh, give me Rutgers plus three. Give me Houston. Again, shop around, try to get a three plus three. If not, I'll take the two and a half and hope they would lose by two or less or win the game. Then last one of the night, staying up late, seeing if San Jose State can come through for us uh, by winning by a touchdown or more. I'm on San Jose State minus six and a half. Uh, real quick, before we take our break, I'll just, I'm going to give you just my one uh, MLB bet for today. I know there's four games overall. A couple caught my eye. I did see a little bit of a dip towards Seattle. Uh, you did see a little bit of movement uh, toward the Philadelphia Phillies today. My one bet, though, New York Mets. Let's go Mets, baby. I'm on the Mets. It's an 8 o'clock game, primetime game. This is the biggest line move of the day. The Mets open as around a minus-130 home favorite, game one of the wild card series against San Diego. Now they're up to minus-145, minus-150. So we're seeing this movement Excuse me, toward the Mets. Uh, they would match correlative betting uh, favorite low total. Told this one is 6. It is juiced up over, though, 6 minus-120. Uh, and then also, you look at the pitching matchup. Uh, obviously, the Mets uh, have been great this year. Uh, they are uh, at home, uh, or sorry, pitching matchup. Scherzer, 11-5, 2.29 ERA. Darvish, 16-8, 3.10 ERA. So two good pitchers here. But Mets in this spot, 81-41 is a favorite. 54-27 at home, 69-38 against righties. And I also put some stock into the pitching, and especially when you get to the postseason. These games shorten. You know, you're not going to have your starter. I mean, I hope Scherzer goes complete game shutout, obviously. But, you know, you're going to pull your guy. You're going to have a quicker hook. And these bullpens are meaningful. And I have more faith, much more faith, in the Mets pen with Edwin Diaz. If we can hear the trumpet coming out, you know, leading 3-2 to two in the ninth, and Edwin Diaz shuts the door. Uh, but I have more faith in this Scherzer uh, to uh, to Edwin Diaz connection versus Darvish getting up to Hater. I know Hater's gotten a little bit better, but I don't think he's the Hater that we used to be, uh, that we used to, used to seeing. Uh, but I'm going Mets. They are the biggest line move of the day, uh, telling me that there's a lot of steam and respected money in their favor. They have a favorite low total. They had a better better regular season, uh, and they have good matchups here at home as a favorite against righties. Uh, so I'm sweating with a good bullpen, and hopefully Scherzer comes to, comes to play tonight. Give me the Mets. I'm on the Mets at minus 145. That about does it, guys. First half of the pod in the books. We just shared three college football sweats for tonight. I'm on the Mets, one MLB game tonight. But now we're going to have a little bit of fun because second half of the pod, I'm going to get you excited for the NHL. Where are my puckheads at? Let's get after it. I have five point totals, season-long point total bets that I'm going to share with you, and I'm going to give you my thought process uh, and how I came up with these. And then also going to finalize our card going into the weekend. Four NFL bets, five in college football. So do not go anywhere on a big fade the public Friday. When we return, talking NHL, NFL, and college football on episode 675, of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. With me, your buddy, your host, the guy you light a cigar with and love a disgustingly beautiful under 42 last night, your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Market Insights is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason why your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online, while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies and left out in the cold. Prop 27 ensures that California finally will catch up to the rest of America. So make sure if you live in California that you're registered to vote in this fall's midterm elections, and make sure most importantly that you vote yes on Prop 27. Let's legalize betting in the biggest state in America. All right, everyone, we are back at it on a big Fade the Public Friday, episode 675 of the Market Insights pod. Uh, there was not a lot of action last night, but we got we got out of there with a nice win. 1-0 plus one, uh, 0.91 units on the under, the rocking chair cigar under. And I'm serious, guys, cherish that under because uh, it's very rare. You got a, a game from start to finish that you didn't have to sweat. We were, uh, we were perspiration-free with that one, which was great, and that is very rare to have that happen. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, we mentioned the starting the pod, college football, I'm on Rutgers plus three, I'm trying to find the plus three Houston, if then I'll take the two and a half. I'm on San Jose State, minus six and a half, and I'm on the Mets, 
minus 145 tonight. Uh, but now let's go to the NHL because today is opening night NHL. Uh, we have a bunch of games here across the board. I'm going to give you two things to, to keep an eye out for. Number one, I don't have any bets for today in the NHL, and I don't have any bets for tomorrow, and I'm probably not going to bet many NHL games this weekend, and I'll give you the reason why. The reason why is, you know, the season is just starting. It's kind of volatile when you get to, like, you know, opening day, stuff like that. I, I'm very confident in the model that we're going to use all season long. If you bet hockey with us last year, we had a really good year. Uh, so it's going to lean on a lot of favorites. I know I'm, you know, I'm a contrarian guy, but there's really no public in NHL and all of our systems. You see favorites win at the highest rate in the NHL compared to the other sports. It's a money line sport, obviously. So, you know, don't get too like, you know, down or despondent about, Oh, there's no bets. I, you know, get no games to sweat. Like give it a couple days. I'm going to let the dust settle. I'm going to get a couple, you know, game sample size between these teams. Uh, again, going blind into opening night, you, you see some upsets, you see some volatility. So uh, I'm going to let this dust settle. And then starting next week, we'll be betting NHL every single night. Now, with that being said, today's a good day to put in some futures bets because the season's about to start. And here are some futures bets that I am on, and I'm going to give you the reason why. So number one, win totals are something that we bet, you know, in all sports. You know, obviously NFL, you know, college football, you know, college basketball, uh, baseball is a big win total sport. Uh, but the win total sport, it's a futures bet. So you're not going to cash it overnight. You're going to have to wait six months. But it can pad your bankroll, and it gives you something to root for, rooting interest all season long. You know, how fun was it rooting for that, you know, Mariners over all season long? It was, it was really fun. Um, but with the NHL, it's a little different. They don't have win total bets. They have point total bets. So what that means is in the NHL, um, it's not your over-under win total. It's your over-under point total. So if you win a game, you get two points. If you lose a game in a shootout or overtime, you get one point. So we add them all up at the end of the year. And basically the odds makers, just like win totals, they give us a number on every team. You can go over or under. So how do I, how did I come up with these five win totals or point totals I'm about to share with you? Um, I'm a big fan of the athletic. Um, I'm a, I pay for a me athletic membership. We have no affiliation with VEASAN. They're not paying me to say this. Uh, I just like their NHL coverage uh, and I like their, their use of analytics. So uh, the athletic came out with their point total projections and I really rely on these numbers. I think they're really accurate. Their data is really, really good. Uh, so what I did is I compared the athletic point totals for every team to what the betting market is offering. And I looked for the biggest discrepancies. So again, if there's a point total uh, from the athletic that has one team at hundred points and their over under is 95 and a half at the, at the book, I'll take the over, you know, if the athletic says it's a hundred point team and the over under is one Oh five and a half, I'll take the under the whole point being is I'm looking for big discrepancies and it can't just be, you know, one point or two points. I'm really looking for at least a four or maybe even a five point discrepancy here. And I'm going to give you one team that has a 7.9 point discrepancy. It's going to surprise you. So that's my thought process. I, I respect and rely on the athletic uh, projections because uh, they're really heavy on analytics. Uh, and then I'm also going to look for discrepancies. So it's kind of like we're a wise guy, you know, a true wise guy is, is a, uh, uh, you know, pro better who sets their own numbers uh, through their own power ratings and then compares their numbers to what the books are offering. And then they play their discrepancies. That's why you always hear they bet numbers, not teams. So uh, without further ado, here are my five NHL point total discrepancy plays. Number one, you know, I'm a diehard bees fan, but we got a Boston Bruins sharp money discrepancy here. So I'm going to go Boston Bruins. And by the way, these numbers are all at DraftKings. Uh, for the win totals or the point totals. But again, shop around. You might find a better juice price or, you know, an extra half point here at a different uh, book. So again, don't just automatically, you know, bet this at one book, shop around, get the best number. But my Boston Bruins, my Boston Bruins uh, over under point total at DraftKings is 96 and a half. And it is over minus 130. So, okay, some over liability here. 
Uh, the Athletic projects my Bruins for 103.8 points. So if you compare the Athletic projection 103.8 versus the win total from the books 96.5, that is a 7.3 point discrepancy. So what are we doing here? We're going over Boston Bruins win total, over 96.5 at minus 130, a 7.3 point point uh, discrepancy here. Again, Athletics got them at almost 104. The Bees had 107 last year. They brought back David Krejci. Patrice Bergeron came back. Uh, you're going to get some injured guys back, Marshan, McAvoy. I mean, I could tell you about the Bruins all day long. But, uh, you know, based just on the numbers, that's a 7.3 point point discrepancy. Again, Athletic has them 103.8. The market is 96.5. So give me the over Bruins 96.5 points at minus 130. Next play for me. Not a huge edge. This is a four-point edge. But give me the Minnesota Wild over 101.5 points. They actually had 113 points last year. The Bruins had 107. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, but the Wild, this is a team that you know doesn't get a lot of attention. You know, you're up in Minnesota. Uh, but they have a really good team that I am really high on. They play a really good system. They got some really good young star players. Uh, Erickson Eck and Kaprizov. I like this team quite a bit. They got good defensemen, uh, but their win total, or sorry, their point total. Uh, sorry. Also in this segment, how many times am I going to screw up win total with point total? I'd say over three and a half, probably take the over. Uh, but the wild, their point total is over one Oh one and a half at minus one thirty. So juice to the over the athletic has them at one Oh five point five points. So that is a four point discrepancy. So I'm playing that discrepancy. Let's go wild one Oh two points or more. I'm on the wild over one and a half, or sorry, over 101 and a half uh, points. Again, with the athletic at 105 and a half. Uh, next one, I'm going to save the biggest one for last, but next one, I'm a little wary of this one, but the Colorado Avalanche, I'm going to go under on their win total. Uh, see, there you go. I did it again. Under on their point total. Uh, the abs obviously were ridiculous last year, 119 points. They won the cup, um, but they lost some guys in free agency. You know, you lose Kadri. Uh, I think they lost a couple other. I'm forgetting. They have a new goalie. They lose Kemper. They bring in Georgiev. Uh, so there's a little bit of a transition there with the Avs. Also, it's, you know, grueling postseason. You know, it's always tough to, to bounce back, even though we did see the Lightning almost three-peat there. But this is no- notable because the Avs are 111.5 win total. Or did it again, point total. <laughs> but it's under minus 130. So this isn't a, you know, everyone loves the Avs. They're juicing up the over. They're actually juicing up the under. And why is that notable? Because the Athletic has them at 106.6 points. So that is a 4.9 point discrepancy. So I know the Avs are a great team. Um, but they have lost some guys, you know, played a grueling season, uh, deep in the playoffs. Uh, we have one Oh six and a half athletic. The total is one eleven and a half in the market. So give me the under abs. I'm wary cause they're so damn good, but give me the abs under one eleven and a half points at minus one thirty. That's a 4.9 point discrepancy. Uh, also the Kraken, this one's kind of fishy to me too. Cause you know, expansion team here, they only had 60 points last year, but this is a pretty good discrepancy. The, uh, Kraken, 82 and a half point total across the market. The overs minus 115. The athletic has them at 87.2 points. So that's a 4.7 point discrepancy. So, you know, maybe year two of your uh, franchise, they did make some uh, some good free agency moves. Uh, maybe you can get 83 points or more with the Kraken. Uh, so I did take the Kraken over 82 and a half. Again, 87 half with the athletic. Now, the biggest discrepancy, the Bruins are the second biggest, but the biggest discrepancy, it may surprise you, the Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks had 68 points last year. Their win total, or again, did it again. Uh, their point total is 66 and a half this year. Uh, but it's over minus 115, so a little bit to the over. But why is that important? That's important because the Athletic has the Blackhawks at 74.4 points. So if the market is 66 and a half, little juice over, 
and the athletic is at 74 and a half. That equates to a 7.9 point discrepancy between the market and what the, uh, the analytics that I trust the most have here. So I'm on the Blackhawks over, give me the over 66 and a half again, 7.9 point, uh, point total discrepancy. Uh, and again, the athletic has 74 and a half. So give me the Blackhawks. Let's go Taze and Kane, uh, over 66 and a half at minus 115. So recap Bruins over 96 and a half, uh, points, 7.3 point discrepancy wild over one one and a half, four point discrepancy, Abs under 111.5, 4.9 point discrepancy. Kraken over 82.5, 4.7 point discrepancy. And the biggest one of all, the Blackhawks. Uh, do it for Decca, do it for Chicago, do it for the Bear, my new favorite show. Uh, but give me the Chicago over 66.5. That is a 7.9 point, point discrepancy. Now, to finish off a pod, our big pod on Faith the Public Friday, let's finalize our card for the NFL. So we had a great win last night. You love to see it. I'm only holding, as of now, four bets in the NFL, uh, and here are here they are. So Green Bay Packers, I've been mentioning this one all week, but I love this under. It opened at like 41.5, 42. It's down to 41. I do see a 41.5 out there. I jumped on the 41.5, try to get it if you can. But give me the under in this one. Uh, it's only getting 33% of bets, but it's fallen. It's an early London game at 9.30 a.m. You have a windy under. Uh, you're projected across the pond winds at Tottenham Stadium of around 10 to 15 miles an hour. Uh, this total has fallen, as I mentioned. Totals that fall at least a half point are 62% this year. Windy unders, 10 or more, are 12 and 4 to the under this year. Unders in general, uh, as we got one last night, which was great, 39 and 26, 60%. Then also, style of play. Both teams are 3 and 1 to the under. Uh, the Giants have a good defense. The Packers have a good defense. They're only giving up 17 points a game, both teams. And they only are scoring about 19 points a game. So bad offenses, good defenses. Total that's falling. I'm on the under 41 and a half with the Giants and Green Bay. Next one up, may want to grab this now because it's I see a couple hooks out there, but it may not be there, uh, there for long. The Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm on the Jets plus three and a half. Uh, this game was, you know, Miami three and a half pretty much all week, but it's kind of trending back down to three, and it's been bopping back and forth, ping-ponging three and a half, three, three and a half, three. I jumped on the Jets with the hook plus three and a half. Uh, they're only getting 37% of bets. Um, you also have a divisional dog angle here. Dogs have missed the playoffs like the Jets, 67% ATS. Uh, divisional game, as I had mentioned, but also Teddy Two Gloves. You know, you're going from Tua to Teddy. I know Teddy's a big guy who covers a lot of numbers, but that's as a dog. It's not as much as a favorite. I like the Jets here. Maybe you lose by three. The hook could be critical, uh, but don't wait till Sunday. This might be painted three by Sunday, or at least I hope so. I'm on the Jets with the hook. If you like it, grab it now, plus three and a half. Uh, Cleveland. This one is falling. I don't know if we're going to get the three again, but I did jump on Cleveland plus three earlier this week when I saw it really juiced up. Um, I don't know if you want to pay for the half point. You could wait out, see if, uh, you know, it, it does. Um, so you can wait out, see if it gets back to three. Although I do see one shop that might be trending down to two. So I don't know if you're going to get the three again. Ideally, you jumped on the three earlier this week when we talked about it, but I am holding Cleveland plus three. Uh, that would be a uh, just, you know, classic reverse line move. You have uh, across the market 70% of bets on the Chargers, yet this line has fallen, three down to two and a half. Dog who missed the playoffs last year, 67%. Dog who didn't cover, 15 and four now. ATS, 79%. Uh, and you also get Miles Garrett back, and you have a West Coast team going east for a one o'clock start, which kind of screws up your body clock. So again, I'm on Cleveland plus three. It's a judgment call for you if you want to take the two and a half. Maybe you tease them up, two and a half to eight and a half. Maybe you pair that. Uh, with the 49ers, 6.5 down to a half point because I did see a lot of movement on the Niners. Uh, they were minus 3.5 opener all the way to 6.5. Then last play, 
Uh, the hook is out there. I jump on it right now. I just jumped on it. I've been waiting for it. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm on the Bengals plus three and a half on the road at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore open laying three and a half. This line got down to three. Uh, I think it's important to read the juice movement, not just jump on Cincy plus three, but wait it out, get the hook. Now I am seeing some shops that are back up to three and a half, but it's three and a half Cincy at minus 115 or minus 120. So it may not be up there for long, just like that Jets hook may not be up there for long. I think it could be trending back down to three. So I did jump on the Bengals three and a half with the hook. We all know how important hooks are. If you like it, you probably want to get it now. Burrow as a dog, 13 and seven against the spread, 67%. Primetime dog, divisional dog, uh, rest advantage since he played on a Thursday. Uh, Baltimore played on Sunday. So again, hooks are critical. I know it's not you know uh, NFL Sunday yet. It's Friday, but if you put in your work early, it may help you in, in cash a bet with the hook. So give me the Bengals in prime time. By the way, contrarian, they're only getting 35% bets. Uh, so I'm on the Bengals at plus three and a half. And then for this weekend for college football, just a couple of games I wanted to mention here. Uh, number one, LSU. LSU is catching my eye. LSU is at home uh, against um, Tennessee. It's one of the most heavily bet games of the day. Tennessee open lane three. Starting to creep back down to two and a half. So everyone's betting Tennessee here. LSU is only getting 26% of bets, but yet they're getting three, and now they might be getting to two and a half. Why is the line moving to LSU at home when everybody and their mother is on the volunteers here? Tells me LSU, if you can still find the if you can still find three, it's out there. I see it at a bunch of books. It's available. Um, but I took LSU plus three, took a shot on uh Mr. Mr. Uh get my accent right as I go from north to south, Mr. Kelly. Uh, yeah, so we can get a win here down south, down south or LSU. Let's go, Brian Kelly. Uh, so give me the plus three. Let's go, Kelly. Again, everybody on Tennessee, yet they open minus three. They're, they're dropping down to two and a half. I jumped on LSU plus three. Next one, took UCLA here. UCLA in the points. It's not my favorite game of the week, uh, but it is a little contrarian. And you got some line freeze action. So Utah is visiting UCLA, both teams. Um, I think UCLA is undefeated. Let me double check. No Utah lost, I think again. Yeah, against Florida. Utah's four and one. Uh, UCLA is five and zero. Oh. Uh, but what I like about this one um, is kind of the line freeze action toward UCLA. So Utah is getting uh, around fifty five percent of bets. Not hugely lopsided, but public's on Utah. Yet you're seeing this thing stay the same. And some books may be trending down to three. I know they dipped at three at some shops, but I jumped on UCLA plus the hook plus three and a half. I hope to see this thing fall to three across the board. But they're a little contrarian. Conference dog. Kind of a kind of a, a line freeze here. Public Utah yet it hasn't really dipped up or hasn't risen up. Dipped up is kind of an oxymoron, like a jumbo shrimp. Uh, but give me UCLA plus three and a half. I'm going to take the hook at home with the Bruins. Uh, next play for me, uh, Alabama. I mentioned this game earlier. I didn't even realize that um, who was it? Bryce Young, uh, who Mark or CJ Stroud, our, our Heisman tickets looking good. But Young is hurt. He's 50-50. He may not play. Obviously, does if he doesn't play, that's a benefit to the under. So I didn't take uh, any side with the spread here. It is, you know, open pretty much. Bama minus 24 against Texas A&M. It's still 24, but I took the under. I took the under 51. Uh, maybe you can find a 51 and a half out there, but it opened at 52. It's down to 51. I see a couple books even at 50 and a half. This line is falling. Young might be out, and it's notable because 89% of bets are on the over. Bama high-scoring team. You expect a high-scoring game. 89% of bets on over, yet it's fallen. That screams sharp reverse line move to the under here. So, A&M's 4-1 to the under. Uh, Bama's 3-2 to the under. I got down on the Bama under 51. Again, try to find a 51.5 if you can find it. Then last one here, or two more actually, Virginia. I'm already not excited to sweat this one because I bet Virginia earlier this year and they were just absolutely pathetic. I forgot who that was against. Uh, Was it against? I forget which. Hold on, let me find this. 
uh, if I can find it. Because I know I bet them and they were just god-awful pathetic. It was against... I don't remember. Was it against... I don't know. I got I to gotta find that. But anyway, uh, it was a game that I bet. Wasn't it Syracuse, Old Dominion, Illinois? Uh, whatever. I got to find it. But anyway, uh, long story short, this team let me down. I'm not excited to bet them. I almost have a White Sox vibe with this team. But Virginia looks pretty sharp. I got to stay true to the numbers here, guys. Uh, Virginia's at home against Louisville. Uh, Virginia is only getting across the market 20% of bets. 80% of bets are on Louisville. Both teams are 2-3. and three. Both teams are coming off losses here. However, Louisville opened as high as lane four. Now you're down to three. And a lot of these threes look like they're falling to two and a half. So this looks, looks, like, uh, looks like a lot of respected money on Virginia here. So again, a team that I don't love. They let me down before, but they're only getting 20% bets, but 56% of the money. And of course, huge reverse line move. Only 20%. If they were getting four, now it's three. Now it's juiced up like it may fall to two and a half. So I did jump on Cavs plus three. Uh, can, can you get can you get me a win here? You owe me one for earlier this year. And, of course, once the pod's over, I'll remember what uh, when I took them and they were terrible. I think it was their home opener because I remember they played Enter Sandman. I'm, like, all amped about it, and they got rolled. Uh, was it FSU? I don't know. Anyway, that's going to eat at me. Last one. Um, this is a, uh, a very interesting um, unranked versus ranked favorite opportunity. Notre Dame. Uh, we got the Mormons and the Catholics going to, of course, the best place in the world, uh, which would be Las Vegas. So, again, hopefully they don't uh, fall into the sins that are uh, in, in Sin City. But, anyway, BYU, Notre Dame. Uh, I'm going to go Notre Dame. Notre Dame opened minus 2.5. They're up to minus 3.5. I see them juiced up like maybe they go to 4. Why is that notable? Because Notre Dame is unranked, and BYU is ranked 16th in the country. So why is the unranked team, who's 2-2, two and two, favored over the ranked team, who's 4-1? and one? Looks fishy. Doesn't make sense here. Really good bet split. 55% bets, but 78% of the money. On Notre Dame, my also a rest advantage. Notre Dame last played on the 24th versus the 29th for BYU. So I, I'm wary of laying the three and a half here because, again, a lot of the respected money was two and a half on Notre Dame. So I'm going to pay a little bit of a steep price here. I'm going money line, just win the damn game, Notre Dame. I'm on the money line at minus 175. Again, kind of like a baseball or an NHL money line. Uh, but, again, that's an unranked versus ranked favorite. It's a neutral site at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. And we do have a line move toward the unranked fishy team who's only two and two against the ranked team who's four and one. But again, I'm wary of laying the big the three and a half now. I feel like I might have missed the boat there. You win by three, you lose your bet. Win the damn game. Minus 175 on the money line for the Irish. Uh there you have it, guys. Another day, another dollar. Fade the public Friday. This is a great time to be betting sports, guys. We got the return of the NHL. We have MLB playoffs. We have college football. We have NFL this weekend. Again, it is a great time to be alive and to be holding tickets, especially on rocking chair unders in prime time. Ain't that the ain't that the truth? But anyway, guys, reminder: if you enjoy the Market Insights podcast, if it helped you cash that under last night, if you're having a you know a good year here to start off with the NFL, uh, if you're excited for hockey, if you've learned to take your bias out of the equation and bet just based on data and and really you know abandon your gut instinct because if gut instinct was a winner. You know, public will be millionaires. That's obviously not the case here. But has the pod helped you be, to become a better better, a sharper better, a smarter better? Are you beating more closing lines than usual? Are you avoiding parlays and flat betting and, and seeing your bankroll go up? Whatever the case may be, maybe you're taking more of a contrarian angle. Uh, either way, if the pod's helped you to cash some tickets or you feel like you're getting sharper and you want to make my day, let me know you appreciate the hard work I put in grinding in the arena every single day with the data-driven uh, sharp uh, contrarian uh, philosophy here. And there's one thing I ask of you, buy my book, go to amazon.com, type in the everything guide to sports betting, pick up a copy for you or for a friend. It would mean the world to me, guys. It's got everything I've learned in the industry. 
how lines are set, how and why they move, how to read line movement, how to locate sharp action, how to place a bet in person or online, how to shop for the best line, how to set up a bankroll management plan, uh, how to get ready for uh, all these sports that are going on right now. Uh, either way, if you want to pick one up, it would mean the world to me. If you already have, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. And if you really want to make my day, uh, could you give it five stars and a, and a short good review on Amazon? That way the Illuminati uh, ranking system from Bezos uh, will keep my book up there, uh, which would mean a lot to me, guys. And if you already have rated it and, and uh, put a review, I really do appreciate it. Anyway, guys, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brook in New Hampshire, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun down in Connecticut, probably by January. Again, I don't get why people are so crazy. It was expected. It's going to be January or February. Uh, but I'll bump into you, me, Julian Edelman, uh, Ben Affleck, and the crew at the Encore in Boston or out in um, the great state of New York uh, where they're breaking hail records every day. But I will just mention this. If you're in California, I, I just saw some tweet about how um, it's like unlikely based on some polling that Prop 27 will pass. I am not going to accept that, guys. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully the polls are wrong. We obviously know they've been wrong before. Uh, but that scares me a little bit. You Cali people, I need you guys to have a, you know, guerrilla marketing here. Tell your friends, tell your relatives, tell your everybody you know, go vote yes on Prop 27. Let's get Cali to legalize sports betting. Again, I was wor- I thought it'd be like a shoe in here, like, you know, 60% of bets, 60% of bets, 60% of voters are saying that they're going to vote yes on Prop 27. Maybe it's the way they word it. Maybe people are confused, but I need you guys, especially in Cali, or if you live in a different state and you have relatives in Cali, Let's get this whole thing going. Tell them that we got to vote yes to legalize betting in California. Again, that that little um, uh, that little poll was a little scary to me. They're saying it's going to fail, but I don't accept that. Let's get Cali to legalize. Or, of course, out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walter sends his number runners, where the lowest juice possible is found at the South Point, or at Circa with your feet in the pool, sweating sharp contrarian plays with Stormy and the crew. You're getting a victory burger uh, in front of the big screen uh, or at the Mandalay Bay or the Superbook. You guys know the deal. You're going to flash me one ticket from last night. An absolute rocking chair cigar bet under between two disgusting teams. But it wasn't disgusting for us. I would watch that thing all night long because it was an under that you didn't even have to sweat. And, again, cherish that. That is very rare. Every game is a sweat. Every game is back and forth. That one wasn't. And, again, that is the exception, not the rule. But, hey, we deserved it. So, nice under there. But I wish you the best of luck. Flash me that under ticket. First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book. Sweat Sharp Contrarian plays all night long. Have a fantastic weekend. Good luck. Um, I will be, of course, every Sunday on the DraftKings uh, pregame show, The Sweat. Uh, if you want to watch it, 11 a.m. to noon. Uh, it'll be streamed live on Twitter. Stand, uh, stand by for a tweet from DraftKings. I'll retweet it from my account at Josh underscore insights. But enjoy the weekend. Again, it's a great time to be alive. Great time to be having uh, sweats and sweats and sweats. And we got NHL back. We got MLB, MLB postseason. We got football in full swing. Before you know it, NBA and college hoops. Again, it's a good time to be a sports better, especially a data-driven contrarian better. Yeah, but the data doesn't matter. Okay, okay, whatever you say. Uh, how do you like them apples? Data-driven under. But anyway, guys, have a great weekend. My parting words, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Of course not, but we're playing a long game. Over the long haul, smart money is going to win a majority of the time, 55 to 60%. So if we can find that sweet spot against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some closing line value. If we can do that, we're going to be like Jick Jack down at the board Vodge. We're going to be fine as frog hair. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. Hope to see you on the DraftKings sweat this weekend on Sunday. Uh, enjoy the nice weather, and, uh, and hopefully we can continue to cash some tickets here. But enjoy the sweats. Have a great day. Good luck, and as always, Do not forget to tip your ticket writer.
Good luck, everybody. I'll see you back on Monday. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.